words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. God has many names. One of the names we call God is Father, Creator. What are the names you call God? Shout it out. What name do you have for God? Amen. Oh, Everybody's sleeping today. What name do you have for God? I don't know. I don't know. What name do you have for God? What name do you have for God? I only had Jehovah. Savior. Shout it out. Yahweh. Which other one? Abba. King of Kings. Which other name do you, what do you call God? I can't hear you. Father. That's a good one. What do you call God? King of Kings. We already said that. That's copycat. Ebubedike. <laughs> yeah, that's the evil one. Owner of the earth. Okay. So God has many names, creator, benefactor, sustainer, designer, and architect of the universe, the spirit of creation, the custodian of life. But one of the most extraordinary names for God is the potter. He is the potter and we are the clay. The one who crafts from clay and the one who smiths from metal alloys that is God is the one who takes you as a metal and puts you in the fire and beats off all the dross and makes out of you into a forged instrument a forged gate and a rough iron a golden hands piece and sometimes his work is so delicate he melts you totally he puts you in fire and burns you up completely until you become liquid then he pours you out into gold and makes you into gold jewelry some of you have jewelry this morning how many of you have jewelry just wave this morning i know none of you will wave because this church is a very humble church none of us wants to show that we have any jewelry but we can see them we can see all those who have jewelry including those of you at home. I have telepathy, I can see. <laughs> In the work of God as a potter, we learn the incremental work of God. This is different from God the creator who created us a long time ago. This is different from God the father who is a father over us. In the work of God as a potter, we see the continuous work of God where God hasn't finished with us yet, where today he's working on us, tomorrow he's working on us, next tomorrow he's working on us, the year after this he's working on us. In the work of God as a potter, we see a present continuous work of God in our lives. Say amen. And what does he intend to do? To bring us to a place where we come up on them, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto a perfect man, not a man being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. In the work of God as a potter, we see the building block of God categorically making us better, incrementally fine-tuning, 
polishing our rough places smoothing out our rough places and the scripture we read today he went jeremiah went to the house of the potter and the potter was making clay and the object which was building broke into pieces and the potter took the clay back again and he remade it again he remade it again and the vessel of clay he was making was spoiled in the potter's hand so he reworked it into another vessel and God said to Jeremiah am I not your God even if the journey was not good can I not remake you say amen someone even if you made a mistake will i conscribe you to your mistake even if you've done something wrong is that the end of the road am i not god who made you before can i not remake you again so whatever was broken about you whatever was imperfect about you whatever was not done about you this is not the end of the story there is a porter sitting over your life he wants to make something beautiful out of you and he's still working say that to someone he's still working he's still working manosi mahaya God is still working even though it seemed like what you are has spoiled in God's hand. God was watching while the situation imploded. God was watching while the broken situation emerged. God was watching while the relationship ended. God was watching while your business blew up. God was watching while you fell back into the world and fell back into your sinful habits. God is watching while everything was going wrong with you. But guess what? He hasn't stopped yet say amen he hasn't stopped yet he's still working on your heart he's still doing something today even this morning god is building something on your inside if you believe it say amen sometimes we ask god why did i get smashed can't you make something perfect why would you allow me to get destroyed before you now start to try to repair me? We asked many questions. But guess what? When God created man, we had it in this conference. The idea of God was to create a free agent. Someone in the image and likeness of God. What is the first image and likeness of God? Freedom. Say freedom. God wants to create a free agent. He didn't want to create someone who was a, who was a robot. Go, he will go. Go left, he will go left. Go up, he will go up. No, God wanted you to have the prerogative of choice. And this is actually, choice is the place where many people actually dis destroy themselves. Because God wants you to have choice. If there's no choice, there's no love. God wants to make a being of love. So, love means, if I love you, it means I have to allow you to what? Choose what you like. If I love you, I cannot control you. Love does not control. Love nudges, guides, but not control. Love encourages, builds, but not control. Can I tell you guys something? God wanted to build a being that was free. And that's where man was able to elect to walk away from God and brokenness comes as a result of walking away from the intent of the porter every brokenness on earth is a result 
of the impute of man. When we try to take our lives up in our own hands and do it by ourselves, we mess it all up. So God comes back. God doesn't leave man to stay in the place of the fall. He comes back. He comes back over to remake. You make my life so beautiful And as you are You have made me here on earth There's nothing greater than this That's why I love you Let's stop I don't want to go that road Because we'll just be worshipping until tomorrow <laughs> Isaiah 45 verse 9 Second scripture there are only three quick scriptures. This message is going to be really brief. Woe to him who quarrels with his maker. One clay pot among many. Does the clay ask the potter, what are you doing? Does your work say he has no hands? Cost is the person who denies that a partnership with God is required to produce the best out of them. It's not like God is cursing you. It's like you will stay in war except you are able to partner with the Spirit of God. It's actually a statement of fact that anyone who cannot partner with the Spirit of God is surrounded by a curse. A curse of inability. A curse of limitation. A curse of, you know, going through a hard place. Because... The whole idea of our journey is that we're supposed to what? Partner with God. To make ourselves better. But anyone who says to God, God, what are you doing out of my life? Anyone who challenges God in terms of where God is leading them to, they always stay with limitation. They always stay with incapacity. They always stay with inability. How can we say to our maker, what are you making, Lord? What is this, God? What is this you are making? Do you guys understand what the Bible is saying? Because sometimes, right, we have real problems that make us to ask these questions. Do you understand? Whether it's a family breakup, like a marriage breaking up, and you felt like you had God before you went to that marriage. Whether it's our lot in life, we feel like we're so poor. We're in incapable of getting beyond this place where we are. Whether it's death in our family. Whether it's some misfortune that hits us. Or whether it's business that falls apart. Or whether it's tragedy that has happened in a city. Or whether we survive an accident. We're not wondering, God, what are you doing? Do you guys understand? This is real. This is actually real because it goes into the core of, you know, you have this idea that, ah, I'll just marry this young babe and we're going to have a happy ever after life. And that marriage is the beginning of problems. So you get a headache. Try to shake it off. It doesn't shake off. You become a philosopher. That's when you start talking, well... The world is not easy, you know. Start saying some kind of things. 
It's marriage that is making you to talk like that. So you wonder like, God, this idea of marriage, is it really a good idea? A dating a guy. After a while, you just get a message. You know, in the middle of the night, you know, I'm getting married next week. And I just thought like, I have to just tell you. Now, you know there are things we go through that really breaks our hearts. And that's when we ask God, God, what are you making? What are you doing with my life? God, are you sure you know what you're doing? Some of us look at the nation, how the nation is broken, and feel like, God, are you sure you know what you're doing about Nigeria? <laughs> God is not upset when we ask questions to seek meaning. God is not upset when we try to understand better. God is not upset when we're trying to get a bearing for our lives so we can actually respond appropriately. That is different from the obstinacy of this scripture. Do you guys understand? So the Bible says, bring your strong arguments. Bring with you words. You can, you can actually turn the adversity in your life into a prayer. Do you understand? You can turn the situation in your life into a prayer. But rather than judge God, what God doesn't like is for you to sit as the judge and commander over him. In that kind of time, God will just go quiet and leave you. Whenever you are ready, you can come back. <laughs> Our place is to seek meaning so we can respond appropriately. Like Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my rampart. I will stay upon my watch to hear what he, he will answer me when I call upon him. God loves that. God loves that. God loves it when we stay upon our watch. Hallelujah. In a palace, so let's read another scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. In a palace, this is the English standard version, I believe, the ESV. Or is this the Passion Translation? In a palace, you find many kinds of containers and tableware for many different uses. Some are beautifully inlaid with gold or silver, but some are made of wood and earthenware. Some of them are used for banquets and special occasions and some for everyday use. But you, Timothy, must see your life and ministry this way. Your life and ministry must not be disgraced for you are to be a pure container of Christ and dedicated to the honorable purposes of your master, prepared for every good work that he gives to you. Run as fast as you can from all ambitions and lusts of youth and chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit and live in peace with all who worship our Lord Jesus Christ with pure hearts. A mighty house like God's house must have vessels of different kind of types. 
If you see churches, churches are actually all vessels in God's hands. Think about this. Ecclesia Hills is a vessel. House on the Rock is a vessel. Lettering Assembly is a vessel. At the church level, every church is a vessel. And the container is what pours out of those people's lives. Do you understand? As together as a people, what we do in the city is actually the outpouring of our vessel unto God. Collectively, we are God's vessel. And when we do the right things, and when we're united, when we're full of love, guess what we pour out to our city? We pour out love. When we're full of arguments and discussions and divisions and pride and self-will, what are we going to part to the city? We're part what we are. Do you understand? So as a church, then God begins to ask us, will you be my vessel? That's collectively as a church. Are we going to be a vessel of God for healing the city? Are we going to pour out reconciliation upon the city? Are we going to pour out hope for broken people? Are we going to feed the poor? Are we going to turn back when it's hard? Are we going to touch people as a church with our love? Or are we going to just shrink back as a church? Even as a church, we are a vessel. In the master's house, there are great many kinds of vessels. In a great house, there is not a house who has resources that don't have different kinds of vessels. Not like my house. My house is not a great house. We used all the vessels in one week in my house. Both the plastic, the ceramic, all of them are deployed one week. All my vessels are one week vessels. Like my wife is not here. So uh, uh, as a result, we don't have many different kinds of vessels. But if you go to a really great house, there will be different kinds of vessels. How many of you grew up in those houses where there's glass? In my wife's house, they have that glass. Their family house. In my house, we didn't have. So my house was not a great house, right? <laughs> Sorry. Guys, you are just too, too much information, right? <laughs> Nami said yes. Okay, so how many of you just wave? If your house, then your parents, they had glass with a different kind of china. Nobody. Okay, you guys are just humble, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, in Ecclesia, he's a humble church. They have humility, humility. Nobody wants to show that their house is a great house. Please put up your hands now. Don't lie in church. If your house has vessels, put up your hand. Let me see. I just want to know whether you understand what I'm saying. Eh, okay, you understand. Okay. <laughs> these people, this like, Pastor, you can't catch us. You can't be using humility in one side, then telling us to put up our hand on the other side. So we'll come become proud. No, <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to partner with you. Okay, guys, guess what? Some of those plates, nobody uses them to eat. They will be there for two years. They are waiting for somebody. Is it president that is going to come? I don't know. So once, once I marry, I tell her, these are all our wedding things, bring it out now. We're going to use all of them from day one. I'm a, I'm a radical, free radical man. 
nothing, nothing is reserved for tomorrow. When my dad will be on his sick bed, building house, we won't eat. When my children cry, they want food. I send all the money I have to them immediately. It won't happen again in another generation. <laughs> in a great house, there are many kinds of vessels. Some to honor, some to dishonor. Some they use only when president come or commissioner or governor come to visit the house. Or pastor in some homes. The pastor, the man of God is coming to visit. They will bring out, you know the one they serve uh, pounded yam in one big bowl and soup in another plate. And they put a ladle inside. You know, one day one man of God came to visit her. He said, I, we set up these two plates. It was, we're just newly married. And we're daring this man of God. Let him finish it. Let's see. <laughs> man of God wiped away the pounded. <laughs> and he said, I will look at so shocked. The man said, ah, you guys are surprised. <laughs> Sorry, what was I saying before I got to this <laughs> So, these vessels of honor kept for special days. Some vessels don't qualify. Guess what those vessels do every day? Carry wood, carry firewood. Some vessels are good for dustbin. Some vessels are just so poor. They always stay outside behind the house. Some vessels are dumps. So this scripture says, Timothy, purge yourselves. Purge yourself so you can be a vessel of honor. It's a call for every one of us. Aside the church level of vessel, there's the individual vessel. You also, you're a vessel. Say, I'm a vessel. You're a container. You're a vessel. You can become a vessel of honor. See this man, sir, keyboard is Godwin. When we started working together, there are so many things God did not know. Right? But he was a dedicated vessel. We would do prayer meeting every day at 5 a.m., 5 to, 5 to 6, 6 to 7 a.m. every day for four years. And this guy will come from Yanaipaja to play. Four solid years, not once. He missed so now he has become a vessel of honor when traveling ministers come through Lagos they call him Godwin can you come and play for me because when you play I feel the Holy Spirit whenever he plays the atmosphere changes if he comes you can tell a difference that this guy is holding it down you know i step on the music i preach walking on the tapestry of the music that he creates how did he learn it 
How did he learn to fly? He purged himself. He disciplined himself. He pruned himself. He trained himself. He built himself and became a vessel of honor. Why can't so many people run the long haul with God? They never paid the price in any place. They do convenient Christianity. They do what is required and nothing more. And if you want to go far in God, guess what you have to do? You have to purge yourself. Purge yourself, we may think purge yourself means uh, use a, a sponge or use a bleach. No, purge yourself just means remove the rough things in your life. I'll give you another example, right? I had been driving in Nigeria for like maybe 15 years. Learned how to drive in northern Nigeria, which is actually much better than driving in Lagos. But then I came to Lagos. No, like Lagosians don't know how to drive. Someone say if you drive in Lagos, you can drive anywhere. That's a lie. Don't try it. If you drive in Lagos, don't go somewhere and try to drive. They will arrest you and lock you up. Honestly. When you don't know what lane you are in. When you don't know where to turn from. You don't know everywhere you can overtake from the left or the right. You can... You can stop in the middle of the traffic. We're coming this morning. Somebody just stopped in the middle of the fast lane. I was taking a phone call. And the cars behind just backed up, nearly hit him. Like, there's no reason. Somebody's two cars parked by each other, having conversation. In the middle of the road, everybody behind honing for them. Don't try it anywhere else. If you drive in Lagos, you can't drive yet. You can't. So I arrived in the UK. And I was looking for a UK's driver's license. So I just thought, like, I didn't even drive, learn how to drive in Lagos. So I'm good. So I did the practical, I did the theory test, but passed one blast. You know, just read the manual, just one blast. I did the theory test and passed. Then it came to the practical test. I was so confident. I failed the exam. Sorry, you know me, I used to tell the truth. I won't come here and say that I passed it. So I had a teacher. And he sat inside the car. And I had to pass it the second time because it was very expensive. It's 55 pounds an hour to pay the teacher. So you have to do four hours. So, no, was it an hour? I can't remember. But whatever the case, you do two hours. You have to do like maybe eight, four to eight hours of training before you pass. So it was very expensive. So this guy said to me, you're a good driver, but you have some bad habits. That's what he said. You drive, you're steady in driving. So moving the car is not your problem, but you have some bad habits. He said to me, you don't look at your side mirrors before you take off. Do you understand? He said to me, you look down when you're trying to change your gears. He actually brought out about five things that were my bad habits in driving. Do you know many of us are believers that we have some bad habits? We generally know how to move this ship of Christianity, but we have some bad habits. We generally have a good, okay relationship with God. We know how to pray, but we have some bad habits. So when the Bible says, purge yourself, that's what it means. Do you guys understand? When the Bible says, purge yourself, that's what it means. It means bring yourself to a place where you cut off those excesses, those things that make you imperfect in your walk with God. 
cut them off. Cut them off. Nip them off. Those allowances that allow you not to be perfect before God, nip them off. And many of these things are internal. They are not the external things which people can see. Internally is where sins like pride, greed, lust, gossip, jealousy, envy, conceit, and other things are. Most of these things are what? Secret sins. Say secret sins. These sins you don't discuss with other people. These are the things that are your bad, bad habits. And God says, purge. Purge them. Cleanse yourself of these things so you can become a vessel of honor. Does God intend for you to purge these things by yourself? No. He's ready to partner with you so that those things can be cut off. He's ready to come and sit with you. But are you going to permit him? Because God doesn't force himself on anyone. So only those who permit God to walk on them will receive that ability from God to be purged. Do you guys get this? This is a very simple message. And the message today is make yourself a vessel of honor. Or let me reframe it. Allow God to make you a vessel of honor. Write it down. I will allow God to make me a vessel of honor. Write it down and say it out. I will allow God to make me a vessel of honor. Vessels of honor minister to the high and the mighty. Vessels of honor stand up when it counts to speak on behalf of God. Vessels of honor have a special place of standing in the family house, in God's house, in God's moments, in God's seasons is vessels of honor he will use. How many of us know that musician so good, so talented, but people cannot talk to him because he has such a bad habit. How many of you know that footballer, he plays so good, but he has been stripped of his title so many times because he's racist and he must fight. And he must curse. How many of you know that footballer, so, so good, he's playing in the A-League, but he must cheat? Neymar. Sorry, I didn't call anybody's name. He had to pretend like he has fallen down. Somebody has injured him all the time. How many of you know the one who did the arm of God? None of you know football, right? Diego Maradona, right? Can I tell you guys something? You may be good. You may be awesome. But this thing is going to catch you out. And that is that. You are not purged. It's very simple. What God requires us to do is very easy. If we yield to the Spirit of God. But there's only one problem why we don't yield. We love our sins. Do you know the sins we hold on to? The Bible talks about the sins that easily beset us. 
They are actually not sins that beset us. It's the sins we beset. We're the ones who love the sins. We love how sex makes us feel. We love how money makes us powerful. We love how getting angry makes us feel strong. We love how saying the last word, you hear the Holy Spirit saying, keep quiet, keep quiet. Say, no, Holy Spirit, let me give them a piece of my mind. This person deserves it. Let me give them one hammer. Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will be dragging us. Say, Holy Spirit, leave me. This person, leave me. Holy Spirit, this person deserves it. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you guys something? The power of purging is the power of alignment. It's the power of being one with God. It's the power of Allowing the Holy Spirit of God to work in your hearts. Are you going to be a vessel of honor? Are you going to be a vessel of dishonor? Let your life pour out something beautiful. This morning I'm not shouting. I just want you guys to get this smooth message from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, like, will you be my vessel? Will you be the ones who touch the world? Will you be the ones who heal people? In a place where everybody's saying the wrong stuff, can I trust you to say the right thing? Can you be in my hand, my outstretched arm in the world? This is my desire, to have people who represent me, who look like me, who walk like me, who know me, who understand me. Say amen. Say, I want to be your vessel. Lord, I want to be more like you. Oh, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel you walk through. I want to be more like you. I want to be more like Jesus, I want to be more like you, oh, I want to be more like you, say, I want to be a vessel you walk through, I want to be a vessel you walk through, I wanna be more like you this is the season when God is raising up sons raising up men raising up women who are going to walk in righteousness why is our nation not fixed why is Nigeria so broken it's because no one is purging themselves no one is circumscribing. No one is removing their excesses. No one wants to. We're, we're a machine. We're working. So we just continue going on with our imperfections. But God comes to sit as the purifier of silver and the cleanser of gold. He will purge you and every other son of Levi so that you can bring forth an offering in righteousness. So you can raise up God's holy standard. So you can be God's man in the city. God wants you purged. Will you be God's vessel of honor?
Will you be God's instrument of change? Will you be God's machine in the time when God needs machines? Will you be God's clean, fresh, sharp instrument? Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As we round up, the material from which we, which we are made actually determines our value. So when you want to make real good material, what do you use to make good material? Metal alloys. What are the highest metal alloys you use to make good vessels? Gold and silver. Say gold and silver. These are the highest metal alloys and that's why they are very valuable. A little piece of gold that you wear on your ear can cost thousands of naira, thousands of dollars, right? Diamonds are also what? Very expensive. A little diamond can cost actually millions of naira. Do you guys understand this? So objects are valuable. But a diamond is not known until it's washed and benchmarked. A diamond is not known until someone takes it into a jeweler's place and they polish it. Then the glistening begins to show. They begin to estimate how many carats it is and how pure it is and what kind of diamond it is. Do you guys understand this? Allow God to polish you. Allow God to wash you. But there's a scripture that's very, very interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, and that's where I want us to close. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. This is the ESV version I have here. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not of us. We have this treasure in jars of clay. What God is saying is that it doesn't even matter the material that you think you are made of. Even if it's clay, I can come and make clay excellent. Say amen. Someone did not hear me. He says, I can come and make clay excellent. We have this treasure. We have this value. We have this treasure in jars of clay. We are containing glory. We may be vessels of clay, but God can put gold inside of us. We may be vessels of brokenness, but God can put mighty treasure inside of us. Amen, amen, amen. I don't think like you guys are getting If you get this, you'll stand up and rejoice. You stand up and rejoice. You stand up and rejoice and say, Lord, thank you. We may be broken vessels of clay, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So the excellence of the power will be of God and not of us. God wants to make you a vessel of honor. God wants to make you a phenomenal vessel. God wants to speak over you the glory and the grace that he carries. A vessel of honor. A vessel of honor. That's who you are. God, will, God is looking at someone this morning to overlay you with gold. God will polish over your life. God will wash over your dark places. 
God will speak over your darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, I'm clay, but don't say I'm clay anymore. You've been overlaid with gold. You've been polished over with gold. When people see you, all they see is the gold. Why? Because the excellent one has come to make you excellent. But will you allow him today? God is here today to make some people treasure jars. Treasure jars. So that we will know that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Even though we are clay, but we carry gold. We carry gold. We carry gold. Amen. Do you know that Please stand with me for a moment. Do you know that it's not what you are, it's actually what you carry? How many of you have met people who look nothing like greatness, but they are great? How many of you have met people who don't look like where, what experience they have, but they are great? I have a friend. If you meet him, you won't like him. Most times he dressed shabbily doesn't dress too good but guess what once that guy opens his mouth to speak you fall in love with him he is so intelligent he's so creative he's so phenomenal which one is more important is it the one who looks so good on the outside and then when you talk to them <laughs> let me round up because I don't want anyone to come and steal me out of here Talking about dumb, dumb blondes. Yeah. Can I tell you guys something? You can be beautiful because of what you carry. You carry inside of yourself the DNA of God, the nature of God, the character of life, the grace of God, the beauty of an endless life, the love of the Father, the power of glory. The God of all glory has filled your life with beauty, he has characterized your life with strength. He's building you up into his own man. A man in his image, his character, his likeness. Because of what you carry on the inside of you, there is grace. There is grace. Say amen. Say, I want to be a vessel of honor. Say it again. I want to be a vessel of honor. Say it again. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be God's vessel of honor. God, make me a vessel of honor. According to your will, O oh God, I set myself up, O oh God, for discipline and purging and pruning, O oh God. Wash me, O oh God. Purify my heart, O oh God. Let me be a vessel unto you, O oh God. Yes, Lord God, you've made me so beautiful. You've made me so powerful. Let's pray this prayer together this morning. So, Lord God, I yield myself to you. I'm no more fighting, O oh God. I'm no more resisting, O oh God. Your glory is available oh God it's not just the material on the outside that it looks like on the outside I may look broken and defective but in my spirit I come alive in you say in my spirit I come alive in you in my spirit I'm, I'm resonant in you I carry the grace of God I carry the DNA of heaven I carry the life of God's power in the name of Jesus Christ I carry the strength of heaven in the name of Jesus Christ I am alive I'm alive in God I'm alive in the spirit yes I purge myself of every every dross every containment every defilement everything in my mind everything in my body that limits me in the name of Jesus Christ 
Do you know how to press in? It's your voice. Do you know how you pause yourself? It's your declaration. The first step is for you to lift up your voice. There's something that makes people not to talk in public. There's something that makes people to be appropriate among people and not care what God thinks about them. There's something that makes people not to be able to lift up their hands. When you lift up your hands, guess what you're telling God? I surrender to you. I surrender to you to make me. So lift up your hands this morning. Say, Lord, I surrender myself. I surrender my heart. I surrender my excesses. I surrender my rough places. I surrender my mistakes. I surrender my imperfections to you. Yes, Lord God, I respond to your call. Yes, Lord God, I stand before you, oh God. I stand before you, oh God. Yes, Lord God, purify me, oh God. Purify me, oh God. I give my life to you. My God, there are still many things in my life that are not perfected. There are still many things in my life that doesn't align to you. So Lord, I yield myself to you. I open my heart to you. And you may walk in my spirit. And you may walk in my heart, oh God. These things I lay them down, oh God. Do your work, your awesome work in me. Do your powerful work in my spirit, oh God. I yield myself to you. I open my heart to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let today be the day, oh God, when you scot up every excess, every fat, every dryness, every dross, every dead, every filth in our lives, oh God. Let today be the day when you perfect holiness in our lives, oh God. When you remove our lust, our jealousy, our anger, our resentment, oh God. Take from us, oh God, our judgmentalism and our things that inhibit us from running and being pure vessels unto you. We cry out to you, oh God, that you work in our hearts, oh God, that you work in our hearts, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes for a moment and take the journey to the potter's house. You are a vessel of clay. Close your eyes, every one of us. You are a vessel of clay. You are a vessel of clay. You are a vessel of clay. Then the master comes with a bucket full of liquid gold and he begins to polish you with gold and he begins to decorate you with gold and he begins to splash you with gold and in a short while your entire vessel has become overlaid with gold and then he says I have so much gold and then he pours into you the gold that he is carrying he pours into you a full a full pot full of gold so on the outside you may be clay but on the inside you're full of gold that's who you are in the spirit say amen say I have this treasure I have this treasure 
I have this treasure in earthen vessel. Say, I have this treasure in earthen vessel. I may be clay on the outside, but I'm gold on the inside because of what God has done in me. I'm gold on the inside because of what God has done in me. I'm a treasure to my world. I'm a treasure to the earth. I'm full of great resources. I'm full of great insight. I'm full of great capacity. I'm full of great wisdom. I'm full of great insights from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is leading me into my world. God is working on, on the inside of me. He's making me beautiful. I turn around people's lives because I'm valuable in the Spirit. I'm valuable to God. I'm valuable to my Maker. He has made me worthy, worthy, not because of my own capacity, not because of my own self, for truly I'm a jack clay, and in the Spirit He has made me capable. He has made me worthy in the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who raises us up into beauty, who raises us up into excellence, who lifts up the honor of His name over us in the name of Jesus. Shout it out, I am beautiful. Say I'm beautiful. Say I'm strong. Say I'm beautiful. Say I'm capable. Because of God. Because of His glory. I'm beautiful. I'm capable. Because of God's glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Manos deca libre cota masaya bejeco libre no sta. Maruca saya libre no stema. Makine sanemo secra libra. In the name of Jesus Christ. God is overlaying some people with exquisite material this morning. God is pouring his treasure into your clay pot this morning. God is raising your value today in the name of Jesus. You were earthly clay before. You were made of wood before. You were made of stone before. But that is no more your new name. You now you contain treasure. Now you contain gold because you're being made you are being made pure. You're being made pure. Gold is the purest vessel, purest instrument. When you put gold to the fire, everything everything that is not gold burns off so when i bought this ring this ring i bought it 19 years ago 19 years ago this ring this ring i'm wearing 19 years ago can you see still what glistening why because it's real gold and they told me when i bought it that you know every four years bring it back we'll polish it for you which means that right now what does this gold have I haven't polished it since the 19 years. That means that it has what? Dross. This dirt. Other alloys stick into it. If I take it back, when they put it, guess what will happen? It will start sizzling. It will start burning. Smoke will start coming out of it. Guess what that is supposed to do? To, to remove the impurities. And after a while, they'll polish it back and give me back pure gold even as a bad golden vessel see how glistening it is after 19 years you are treasure before god 
and you glisten and shine from year to year to year to year to year. Why? Because of what God poured on the inside of you. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Another translation says we have this treasure in jars of clay. You are a vessel of honor unto God. The more you purify yourself, the more you become a vessel. The more you cleanse yourself, the more you become a vessel. The more you open yourself up to God, the more you become a vessel of honor, good for the master's use. So one more time, lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I present myself to you. Lord, I present myself to you as your vessel of honor. See, I'm no more fighting. I'm no more resisting. I yield myself. I open my heart. I open my spirit. Walk in me that I may be your vessel and I may be your instrument and I may be that which is valuable in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everyone said amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for making me a vessel. I, I pray that God will open your eyes, open someone's eyes in the spirit to see how much of a vessel you are unto God. Thank you, Jesus. Come again in the spirit. Open your heart again in the spirit and present yourself as a pure vessel unto God where no loss, no jealousy, no foolishness abides, where you're trim and ready, disciplined, ready for the master's use, where you yield yourself wholly to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.